You can do better than that. This is God's word, not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the incorruptible word of the living God. Only you can translate Logos word into Rhema word. Father, I pray that by the spirit of God, you will minister to each person that's here today. Father, regardless of their faults and frailties, you are able to love us right where we are. So we thank you for the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And Father, I thank you that as I minister the word, that I have decreased for the anointing of God to increase, that no one will leave this place spiritually unfed. And I declare in Jesus' name that signs, miracles, and wonders will follow the word after it has been heard and received. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Our current series of lessons is entitled Desperate Households. Say that with me. Say Desperate Households. We are now in our fourth lesson with the sole purpose of saving, stabilizing, and strengthening all types of relationships. Can you say amen to that? We've covered so far God's perspective regarding relationships, as well as how important our relationship foundations are and the proper biblical view of covenant. We started on last week a teaching on how important love is in every relationship. And today we're going to continue with that. And our theme is, or topic this morning is, love is a verb. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. Love is a verb. Now turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, if you're new to our church, we use a lot of Bible because the Bible is God's word. And when we live by it, it will work in our lives. 1 John chapter 4, look in verse 7. We're starting for, uh, chapter 4, verse 7. And here's the point I want to make as we get started this morning. We found out on last week that love is not just something that God does. Love is who God is. 1 John chapter 4, are you there? Say, I'm there. All right, I'm going to start in verse 7, and then I'm going to read to verse 8, so if you want to take those notes down. This is what it says. He that loves not, knows not God, for God is what? Love. So love is not just something that God does. Love is who God is. In other words, if God was in the flesh, and you were to poke a needle in his skin and draw our blood, Love would come out of it. And that's what ought to come out of us. When instead of irritation coming out, love ought to come out. But it's hard for something that's not in you to come out of you. Now, the wonderful thing about it is we know based on what we read last week, God's love has been shed in our what? In our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Uh, John 4, 24, you can write that down for reference sake. Don't turn to it. It says that God is spirit or he's a spirit. And because God is a spirit, that means love must be done in the spirit realm. Say spirit realm. 
See, you cannot in your own strength love God's way in your flesh. It's, it, now, you can love because there are several types of love. You know, the city of Philadelphia, when you look the word, one of the lo- word loves in the Bible, the Greek word is Philadelphia, which is called brotherly. Come on, class, brotherly. So there are different types of love. You have love for marriages, eros, that's an erotic love, that's that physical love. Then you have phileo love, that's a friendship love. These are all Greek words. You're learning Greek this morning, you're learning Greek. But I want to show you that there are different types of love. But the love that God loves with cannot be done in your flesh. And that's what people do or try to do. They try to love in the flesh and you cannot love in the flesh because God is a spirit. And if God is spirit, then love must be done in the spirit. Can you say amen to that? All right. Now go to John 14. Go to John chapter 14. Love from God's viewpoint is associated with action. Love from God's viewpoint is associated with action. In other words, you cannot say that you love somebody If you're not doing something. Now, this is going to be very good this morning because some of us, especially those of us who are married, we are stuck. What did you do before you got married or when you got married that you're not doing right now? And see, your love actions have dwindled. And that's why people say, I have fallen out of love. Now you have fallen out of actions. Because I'm going to show you this morning, love is equivalent to actions. Touch your neighbor, say neighbor. He's coming down your street, he's coming down your street, he's coming down your street. Oh, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm coming in a limo too. I got a Hummer limo this morning and I ride right down your street and I'm going to wave at you while I'm preaching at you. All right, all right, all right. Praise the Lord. What did I tell you to go? John 14, look at verse 23. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Now, these are the words of Jesus. He said, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man loves me, how many love Jesus? Raise your hand. Praise the Lord. He, let's see. If a man loves me, he will what? He will keep or obey my words. Does that sound like actions? And he says, and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode or abide with him. He that loves me not keeps not my commandments. So I just want you to see that there is action lined up with love. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Now, what I love about this, I'm going to keep reading. Watch this. Uh, Look in verse, where did I leave off at? Let's look in verse 25. These things, well, let me keep reading verse 24 here. He that loveth not... Or keeping not my, command, my sayings or my commandments. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father which, went, which uh, sent me. These things have I spoken unto you. Watch this now. Being yet present with you. Jesus was saying, while I'm here with you, I need you to know that love is associated with obeying the Lord. Or love is associated with actions. So what we got to see, uh, turn to, stay in John. I want you to go now to uh, chapter 15. Chapter 15. Love is an action. Now, let me be real with you. I mean, no, I, I'm real. I'm going to be real as I can be. Here's the deal. Love doesn't always feel good. See, love, you have, to, you have to think about love like medicine. You know, most medicine don't taste good. And then they've kind of gotten, you know, new age and put some flavor in it. But it still tastes nasty. 
Okay. But even though the medicine tastes bad, it's good for you. Right? Right? You're not going to not take it because it tastes bad because you want the benefits of the medicine. Well, love is like that. Love may not feel good, but it's good for you. Now, John chapter 15, look at verse 9. Watch what it says. And here's the point I want to make. Love is always associated with actions. He says here now, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. He says now, continue in my love. Watch verse 10. He says, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. That's action. That's a verb. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in these loves. These things have I spoken unto you. Watch this now. That your joy might remain, my joy might remain in you and that your joy be full. So watch this now, class. I want you to see that when we do things that are associated with love, Jesus said it will bring joy into your life. And that's how joy in relationships go down because the actions in relationships go down. Did you get that? In other words, he said, I've spoken these things to you. What things? That you obey his commandments. And one of the commandments he's told us to do, which I'm going to show you next, is to love. Many of us think, That loving is a suggestion. Now, I know, you know, the old stories, you know, we saw them on TV and Moses is up there on the mountain, you know. What's the name of that movie? The Ten Commandments. You know, I I have never read the Ten Suggestions. Now, real quickly, real quickly. uh, Love will stretch you to do stuff you wouldn't normally do. Remember dating when you were married? Mm-hmm. Got a witness in the back. <laughs> Remember though when you were dating? Man, you were slobbing and loving and hugging and kissing. And... I mean, he body stanky. He just got off work and you just hugging his sweat. Because love will make you do stuff. That you normally wouldn't do. I look at my wife now. My wife had a full plate before we had Landon. Full plate. She, she didn't think she could handle what she even had. And then Landon comes on the scene. And Landon is a 24-7 situation. <laughs> 24-7. That just means that that young man requires attention. And even though her plate was full before she had him, Somehow, she has enough love for him to stretch her schedule, to decrease her sleep, and to do things on top of what she was already doing because she loves him. And that's what happens when you love. You will do things that you normally wouldn't because you love the person you're doing it for. Amen. So, here's a question I have. Go to Matthew 22. Matthew 22. Let's go to Matthew 22. And then I'm going to get into some meat. Boy, I'm excited about what I am in a good part right now. How many are getting blessed already? So, Love is a verb. Matthew 27, uh, 22. Matthew 22. And let's look in verse 37. Matthew 22. Look in verse 37. All right. Watch this now. What did I say love was? It's a what? It's a verb. Watch verse 37. Jesus said unto them, you shall love the Lord your God with how much of your heart? All of your heart. With what else? 
All of your, all of your soul. And then with what? Man, that leaves nothing else, does it? I mean, God, he's, he's obsessed, ain't he? I mean, he say, I want you to give me all of you. I want your mind. I want your heart. I want your soul. Then he goes on to say now, watch this there. This is the first and great suggestion. What did he say? Now, what is a commandment? Now, now, some of you all in my generation, if you were growing, when you were growing up and your mama told you, I need you to go upstairs and clean your room right now, how many know that was not a suggestion? Now, if you treated it like it was a suggestion, you would know that it was a commandment when you wake up next week. If you didn't get that, don't worry about it. In other words... Certain things are not suggestions. They're commandments. And what, he's, what he just said to us was not a suggestion. He said, you need to love the Lord your God. And that was the first commandment. Watch the second one. And the second one is like unto the first one. You shall love thy neighbor as thyself. And on these two commandments hang all the prophets and the law. In other words, Jesus says you can fulfill all the commandments if you will love God, love yourself, and love people. Now, how many know all three of those can be tough sometimes? Because, see, God will ask you to do stuff that you don't want to do in the flesh. But what we don't understand is that we're spiritual beings first. And everything God has asked me to do that was a challenge for me in the natural always profited me later on in the natural. See, I've learned some. Let me tell you what my flesh has learned. My flesh has learned that obeying God pays off. My flesh likes living in air conditioning. How about yours? My flesh likes driving nice vehicles. How about yours? My flesh likes a nice house. How about your flesh? So when it's time to tithe, my flesh is happy. Because he likes the blessings of the Lord. Okay? Now, go to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 13. Now, let me say this. 1 Corinthians 13. Go to, the, go to, the, go to that. Uh, remember, God just told us as a commandment to love him, to love ourselves, and to love other people. Those are commandments. Now... Let me say this to you. God would never ask you to do something that you don't have the power and the potential to do. So that means if he told me that I could love him and love other people and love myself, then I'm able to do that, right? So I'm going to jump into some things to help us see. I'm going to briefly describe again what love is. I'm in 1 Corinthians 13. Are you there? All right, I'm not there. But I'm going to get there. All right, here we go. He says, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and I don't have love or charity, I'm just making a whole lot of noise. Basically, you can even be a good preacher and preach a good sermon, but if you ain't got no love, you ain't nothing. Ooh, that's real, ain't it? That's right. Watch what else he says. Verse 2. And though I give, uh, have the gift of prophecy, that word gift is in italics. We know prophecy is a manifestation of the Spirit. He said, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith and I can remove mountains and I have uh, charity, I'm nothing. So you can be the biggest giver in the world. But if you don't love and you're giving, because you can, can you, do you know you can give without loving? See, and that's what happens in relationships. We start giving out of routine. Here's your breakfast. Here's your clothes. I said, how to your mama this week? <laughs> Come on, that's a task. 
See, some of you all have task lists, but there's no love in that. How do you know it's love? Love is when it's tied into what you think about that person. Now watch this now. It says in verse 3, he says, And though I bestow all my gifts and feed the poor and I don't have love, it profits me nothing. He said, Charity suffers long. So guess what? That means love is patient. Love doesn't get tired. I'm going to go on and I'm not going to read them. I'm going to list these things for you. Love is not envious. Love does not brag or boast. Love does not think it is better than others. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. Are you like that? Now touch your touch another man and say, neighbor, don't touch me no more. <laughs> Love never behaves indecently. That's like throwing coffee on people. It doesn't do that. How many heard the coffee story? Huh? How many haven't heard the coffee story? How many would like to hear the coffee story? Okay. See, love don't behave indecently. And anytime you... How many heard my sprint story? Anybody heard the sprint story? Y'all heard, have y'all heard the sprint story? Y'all haven't heard the sprint one? Which one y'all want to hear? Okay, sprint. Let me see sprint. Okay, coffee. Okay, we're going to do the coffee one. The coffee one. I can't help that. I don't know. It's been, what, three years now? Three years? Two and a half? Two and a quarter? <laughs> Two? <laughs> I'm trying to gain a little time on my sins. <laughs> I keep a, I, you know, I keep, you see, when you become a believer, you need to keep your sin count down. Your sin count shouldn't go up. It should go down. And so, sprint was last year, though. But I, 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 but I didn't do as bad on the sprint one, though. I didn't do that bad. Okay, I'm going to tell you that one real quick, real quick, real quick. I had just left church. My phone wasn't working right. And Nextel and Sprint, they just, I, I, their customer service just is not up to par. So I was not getting my incoming calls or outgoing calls, that, you know, where it flags and you can see when it comes in and see when you missed it. It wasn't showing up. So I go to the Sprint store and it's five minutes to six. The place closes at six o'clock. So I got in there before that. When I got in, then nobody just I looked like Casper the Friendly Ghost in there. Nobody act like they saw me. So, so, you know, I'm big on customer service. That is my weakness. So I just stand around and hopefully somebody will see me. So I just started snapping, you know. <laughs> so this guy walks by me. He didn't say nothing. Then he walked by. He didn't say nothing. Then when he comes back out, he said, can I help you? I said, sure. So I go up to him and I tell him what's wrong with the phone. And uh, he has a little attitude. And so right off the bat, if you don't know me, I'm going to let you know you having an attitude. That's just me. I need to help you. I'm a pastor. So I asked the guy, I said, I said, excuse me, have I done something wrong? I said, because you're not treating me too good. No. I said, okay, all right, all right. So finally he couldn't figure out the problem. And instead of really trying to, you know, figure it out, he just said, uh, I can just reset your phone. I said, well, if you reset that, will it erase all my stuff in the phone? He said, oh, yeah. I said, no, that's not an, that's not an option. Well, what do you want me to do? Oh, my God. My flesh started rising up. Then I kind of caught myself. Okay. 
you know what? This is exactly what I did, I promise you. You know what? That's okay. So I was so proud of myself, I was walking out of the door. He let me out. Then I thought about it. I can't let him get away with that. So I get on, I knock, you know, now they close. So I get my key and I tap on the window. Tap, 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 tap. So he comes to the door. I say, excuse me. I said, I need your manager's phone number and name because I need to call them about you. He said, fine. So, you know, I start coming in. He closed the door on my foot. Wouldn't even let me in. He comes back to the door. And, and, and I just feel like I need to give him a piece of my mind. How many felt like that before? So I said, I said, he gave me the card. I said, I said, excuse me, man. I said, you need to learn how to treat people. I said, if I wasn't who I am, you would be laying on the floor. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Have a nice day. Click. So I got in the car. And I said, you know what? I'm going to call Sprint right now. So I sit in my car in front of Sprint and call Sprint. But I'm really waiting on him. I'm on the phone. They're taking a long time, and I didn't, pro- I didn't have a problem with that. So the girls who experienced all this, they came out first. I rolled down my window. I said, hey, uh, girls, just remember, Monday when I come back, I'm going to ask you to say what you saw to your manager. I know he's your manager, but I'm going to say something. So they go by. But while they go by, he runs out of the store. <laughs> I was like, that devil. So he thought he was going to get away. Now we passed the habit. So he's parked face in in a parking space. So I just nice and neatly parked right behind him. So he couldn't get out. So he wants to put his car in reverse, like I'm scared of that, and starts room, room, room. I rolled my window down. I said, man, you need to learn how to treat people. (laughs) He was like, you need to move your car. You need to move your car. I said, hit me, hit me. I want you to. (laughs) Now, how many know I am at the devil level right now? I'm at the devil level. I am at the Jesus is not even in my car with me now. He's not even in the car. He's still at the church. I done left him at the school. He he at the school. Hey, I'm waiting on you, man. So finally, he was like, you need to move your car. And he said, so he said, what did he say? He said something. Then he said, oh, I didn't hit you. So shut up. Oh, my goodness. That was it. That was it. You hear me? That was it. I couldn't take it no more. Finally, I let him out. And then I put my car in park. I got out the car and I hit his hood. I said, get out the car right now. Get out! Get out right now. He's sitting in the car, pick up his cell phone. I said, call the police. We on public ground. Call him right now. Get out. Get out the car. Get out the car. Oh, that dude was shaking. And he reversed out. That ain't love. That's not love. 
Because love does not behave indecently. Love is not selfish. Love is not easily irritated or upset. I'm flunking all the tests right now. Love does not allow itself to think evil. Love enjoys and rejoices in the truth. Love believes all things. Love bears all things. And love hopes all things. Love is thinking like God, talking like God, acting like God. And if you never want to fail in life, the Bible says love never fails. Amen to that. Turn to Romans chapter 6 very quickly. I know some of y'all thinking, I can't believe he did that. He a pastor. What would you do? Bring me the testimony mic up here. Why don't you come up here and testify of your sins? See, I'm just bold enough. See, I don't think I can help you if I'm not real. Now, I'm not proud of those moments, but I'm getting better. Because I have, you know, I remember I got my little thing down now. I know what I'm going to do when people upset me now. I already got my plan of action down. When you start coming at me like that, first thing to do, I'm going to just raise my hand and start blessing the Lord on you. Lord, thank you for this person. Help me love them right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you. I'm just, they're going to be like, what is he doing? Is he speaking Spanish? Is he speaking, what is he doing? Romans 6, 17. Love and obedience is done from the heart and not from the head. Our obedience to God should be done from the heart, which is the same place of our spirit. Romans 6, 17, watch what it says. It says, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin and you have obeyed where class from the what you have obeyed from the heart, the form of doctrine or teaching, which was delivered unto you. In other words, obedience to love comes from the heart. Now go to Ephesians chapter 6. Keep going forward. Ephesians chapter 6. Anytime we obey from our hearts the commandments of God, he will always return what we have given and how we have given back to us in a multiplied state. I'm going to say that again. Anytime we obey from our hearts the commandments of God to love, he will always return what we have given and how we have given back to us in a multiplied state. And that's why some of y'all are catching hell because you're so in hell. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, he ain't talking about me. Now look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, he might be talking about your mama though. Oh, I, I, I know that wasn't right. That wasn't right. That wasn't right. I'm just messing with you. Somebody was asleep. I had to wake them up, all right? <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6. Look at verse 6. Ephesians 6, 6. Watch what it says. Look in verse 8. No, let's go to verse 5. He says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart. So where do you obey from? You obey from your heart unto Christ. So who are you obeying unto? All right, so you're obeying Christ from your heart. Look in verse 6. Not with eye service as men pleases. In other words, you do it when people look. See, that's what love and love without action. Well, this is actions without love. That's what that is. When you do it just because you want to be seen or you're doing it just, be, you know, uh, uh, you're going to do it. And then when they're not looking, you just stop. That's not love. Watch what he says here. He says, but as service of Christ, doing the will of God from what? From the heart. With good. Watch this now. With good. Goodwill, doing service as unto the Lord and not unto men. Here's the part I need you to see. Knowing that whatever good you do to any man, the same 
You will receive from who? From the Lord, whether you are bound or free. In other words, God is saying here, when you obey from the heart his commandments, he will return to you what you have given to others. Now, this is what I love. I love because I know I can get it back from God when I need it and also back from people. Can you say amen to that? Now, go quickly, and I'm going to stop right here. Let me ask you a question. Go to Romans chapter 5. Go to Rom- well, don't go to Romans 5. Let me tell you what it says. It says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Last, last week, we learned that the word shed means to gush and to be poured out. And what I love about that is that, the, that, that gushing, it sounds like that's a feeling, but it's not. Gushing just means there's enough of God's love inside of you for you to be able to love. I remember years ago, everybody said years ago. Years ago, uh, me and my friend Craig, we were roommates, and uh, uh, I, I, I was blessed to have a vehicle when I was in high school. My parents blessed me with a car in high school, and so I had a car in college as well. And so a lot of people back in those days didn't have cars in college. So I just vowed when I became a Christian, Lord, wh- whoever I can help with my car, I'll help. And there was this lady named Miss Nars. Say Miss Nars. And Miss Norris was an older lady that was attending school. Miss Norris had to be like 50. And this is when I was like, what, 19, 20 or something. So she was much older than her. The only thing I didn't like about Miss Norris, she was the curb buster. She would, that just means she made A's while we was making B's and C's. So Miss Norris, she was a Christian. And so I just told Miss Norris, lived off campus. And she would walk. I mean, she stayed far. So she would walk. And so I, I told Miss Norris, anytime you need a ride, anytime you need to go get grocery shopping or something, just call me and I'll take care of you. Well, Miss Norris calls me on the day I'm laying in the bed and I'm tired. So she calls on the phone. And uh, my roommate answers the phone. And he says, uh, Evan, uh, Miss Norris is on the phone. I said, is that I said, find, find out what she wants. Because <sighs> I, I didn't feel like messing with Miss Norris. I'm tired. I'm in the bed. So he says, oh, she says, can you take her to get some groceries? I said, put, put on hold for a minute. I said, I said tell, tell I'll be there. And I, he hung up the phone, but I stayed in the bed. He said, uh, you just told Ms. Nars you was going to go get her. I said, I am. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm making myself willing. Because, see, obedience if it's not from the heart, only profits the person you do it for. See, he said you can give without loving and it profits the person but not you. And I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want to get up and use my energy, my strength, and my gas to go help Miss Norris and it only helped her. So I sat in the bed and I started quoting the Bible. Lord, you said when I give and I help, you will cause others to give it back to me. So I'm going to sacrificially get out of this bed and get in my car and go help Miss Norris. And that's what love does. Love helps. So here, let me ask a question as we close this morning. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think people don't love? Okay, come on, throw them out. She said selfishness. Come on, throw out some. Huh? Laziness. Huh? Somebody else? Irritation. What else? Y'all don't want to say it because you're sitting next to your spouse. Hurt. Okay, boy, y'all are on target this morning. <laughs> what was that? Wounded, okay. Let, 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 me, let me give you one of the reasons, and I'll pick up on my lesson tomorrow, I mean next week, of why people don't love. And this is going to bless a lot of you all. Let, let me tell you one of the main reasons. All of them are, main, are good, but here's, here's one of them. 
Some people have never seen or experienced God's real love before, and that's why they don't love. Go to Romans 8, and we'll close right here. Romans chapter 8. See, until you get a direct uh, experience with the love of God, it's, you can't even love yourself right. Let me tell you why. Because you, you, you see all of your faults and all of your frailties. And here's, ama- here's the amazing thing. God sees them too, but he's okay with them. And the only person that's not is you. And watch this now. To the degree that you can love you is the same to the degree that you can only love somebody else. So if you don't love yourself good, you can't love somebody else good. So you have to first experience God's love in a major, major way. Watch this. Romans 8, 35. Are you there? All right. Watch this now. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, as it is written, for thy sake they are killed all the day long. Verse 37. No, in all of these things, we're more than conquerors to him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor weaknesses, nor challenges, no divorce, no bad situations that I've ever been in, nor height, nor debt, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God. In other words, regardless of if somebody else don't love you, God does. And when you understand God's love for you, you can now love him because he's not judging you. And you can only love yourself when you see how much he loves you. Can I tell you a secret today? God ain't counting your sins. You are. Let me tell you why. Because your sins have been washed away with the blood of Jesus. And you say, well, I don't have Jesus in my heart. That's why you need him. Because the only way God can see a clean slate in your life is through Jesus Christ. So with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, you may be here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I want to challenge you. He said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Maybe today you know there's a need.